Hey everyone and welcome to the second part of our top 50 movies as voted for by you guys. You guys all sent in your top 50s to mftvquestions.gmail.com and we already did the numbers 50 through 26 last week. It was an exciting array of movies. We talked about uh, our thoughts on each one and where they placed. Uh, Tara was a little bit insensitive about a couple of important films to my heart, but... What? That's okay. Yeah, oh, Tara's here, by the way. That's Tara over there. Hello. Yes, I'm, and I'm pure, uh, for the record. Uh, so, yeah, this is what we're going to do. So we're going to start at number 25. We're going to work our way down to number one. This is the second half. So again, go back and check out the first half. And obviously, once we get to number two, uh, I'm going to go all the way back and reveal numbers 100 through 51 and then recap 52. So buckle up, because this is going to be two. a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, settle in, guys. Settle in because we're we're going long on this one. Here we go, nice and smooth, uh, just like that. So I almost clicked stop recording there. That would have been bad. <laughs> so here we go. Right, without further ado, number twenty-five. Are you ready, Tara? Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep sniffing. I'll stop. Sniffing. Yes, Tara may or may not be drinking some wine, mainly due to popular demand. I just. It's only because. The first video was such a success and I was drinking gin, so now I have to keep going. And this will be the last time I do this for these uh, videos, though, because I get a little embarrassed about myself when I'm a little drunk. Hmm. <laughs> and it's red wine, so my teeth are going to turn, like, wooden color. I'm going to look like George Washington by the end. <laughs> <laughs> so That's here... an American joke. I know you don't get it because you're Scottish. <laughs> I got it from context. It's fine. <laughs> I can deduce. Deducing happened. Well, deducing deductions. You know what I mean. Look, sharp. Right, number twenty-five. Who's is... drunk now? <laughs> Who's drunk now, dog? Um, that was a quality reference. If I don't, <laughs> I'll pat myself on the back there for that one. Um, number twenty-five is The Godfather Part Two. Oh, I'm so embarrassed, but I've never seen the Godfather trilogy. Whoa! Oh, there we go. Jo I know. Jo this has been like that that stain on my resume of movie fan. What's, what's <laughs> funny is that, because uh, I actually listened back to part one, and there was only two movies, I think, out the whole list you hadn't seen. So you, you got 23 out of 25 in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Old Boy. Old Boy and Diabolique, I think, were the only two. Yeah, yeah Diabolique. So, yeah, that's not bad going. So we'll see how many it is in this one. But, yeah, Godfather Part 2, obviously, is a, a classic. It's one that's well-regarded. Uh, some people think it's better than the first one. Um, I actually haven't seen it in, like, 15 years, so I really can't comment on it too much. But uh, I, I know understand. the music. <laughs> Do you know, I'll be honest, when that started, I'm like, that sounds way off. But, but by the time you got to the end of it, I actually kind of clicked out of place. I was like, all right, okay. You got there. You got it's that. hard to do a, an impression of a violin. <laughs> so no, I mean, I, was, Actually, I have one. I might be able to play it, but um, no, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. Uh, but you know, Godfather Part Two is uh, often considered one of the best sequels, as maybe the first great sequel of of, of cinema, um, and. Dawn of the Dead didn't happen yet, so yes, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. Great sequels hadn't happened yet. That wasn't a thing. 
Oh, actually, no, wait a minute. What am I talking about? For a few dollars more and Good, the Bad, the Ugly, both were already out by this point. No. Yeah, but they're, they're not... so standalone. Yeah, they're not technically I mean, sequels. they use the same actors, but they play basically different people. I mean, Angel Eyes is in it, in both of them, and he plays different villains. He dies in, like, both of them, so... Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's not <laughs> quite the same rules. Even though we consider it a trilogy, it's not quite the same uh, ballpark. But, yeah, yeah. Got, you know, you got got the flashbacks with Robert De Niro. Uh, Al Pacino's continuing his reign of, uh, sort of, up the, the, the ranks at the top. Um, but, yeah, that's a solid movie. Uh, I, can't, I can't really fault it. It's a very long movie. Um, I, I do remember watching these for the first time back in high school, like sort of like having to carve out like a, a whole night <laughs> for each one. Just yeah, because... there was like a six-hour cut of it on HBO a couple of years ago that I meant to watch, and I six hours, so yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't think that should be how you watch them the first time. I think you should watch them the first time as just one and two, as they were yeah. originally intended. I should just do it. I should just make a day and yeah. just watch them all. Watch Godfather. Yeah. Uh, so that's number twenty-five. Number twenty-four. <laughs> is Jaws. Ooh. Yeah, it's a great movie. I love it. It's Jaws. Uh, arguably Spielberg's best movie? You know, yeah. I, I think every time I watch it, I go, this is my favorite Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. And then and then I go, no, wait, Tara, you're forgetting about the other ones that you love. But, um, yeah, it's perfect. I love it. Yeah. I love the dynamic between the three leads and the uh, the the quality of the the dialogue in it is so good. Um, just the you can listen to Quint tell stories for the entire film, and you'd be like, "This is a perfect film which, without the shark." Which which, break, which breaks <laughs> rules of cinema. That shouldn't be possible, and yet somehow it is. Um, it is. It, the movie, like, it's another example that I was bringing up last time about how. Some of the, some of the best movies are just B movies that a good director decided to treat like an A movie, and that's what this is. Is it's a good director saying, "Hey, no, I'm going to treat this with class, despite the fact that it's a movie about a rubber shark trying to eat people." And mm-hmm. this is what you get, uh, and you get knockoffs, and you get other things trying to imitate. Um, my favorite of which might be the car, which is not even in the war. It's just it's a movie about a car that stalks people, but it the structure of it is beat for beat Jaws. It's kind of impressive. Uh, so. You know, a car that eats people, like Christine, doesn't eat people, just kind of tries to kill them by running them over. I think, if I recall correct, it's been a while since I watched it. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, James Brolin's in it, uh, Josh Brolin's dad. Oh, so it's like kind of classy. I mean, it's classier than some movies, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's super classy. James Brolin, I think I met him. Is he married to Barbara Streisand? Maybe, I don't know. I was working at my first job was at a movie theater and the movie Barbershop had come out <laughs> and Barbara Streisand came in with a really handsome older man. And I think, I think it was James Brolin. <laughs> that was a loud engine that just went past. I want everyone to know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jaws is a classic and uh, for good reason, because it's suspenseful. Music's iconic. You can't, you can't not hear the. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Yeah, so Okay, I'm not going to do the themes to every movie we picked, just so you know. <laughs> I don't know, that's two in a row. You probably should keep trying to go. See, see if you can keep it going. 
Okay, that's too much of a commitment. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I'm eventually going to get stumped. Well, maybe you'll be stumped here. Number 23 is Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know the music. I probably would if I heard it, actually. I've seen it enough times. I can't believe how many times I've seen The Goodfellas and not The Godfather. (laughs) But I've seen it a lot. Yeah, there's there's kind of like two camps. There's kind of like the, the, the Godfather people... Uh, who think that Godfather is better, and then those people who think Goodfellas is better. Um, obviously, well, I don't know. I can't say which one's better. I've only seen one, but yeah. I, I do think Goodfellas is great. It, it's, Joe, it's very good. I don't think I hold it in the same regard as a lot of people do, and I think it's maybe because I just don't like gangster stuff as much. But um, like you know, I've got other Scorsese movies that I'd rather like put higher than this. But it is what it is. I, I you know, it is a really well told movie. Um, you know, I've seen it a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe Pesci's great in it. He is. I think he's maybe better in Casino. I think that one I like a little bit more. Yeah, okay. I've only seen Casino once, but yeah, I remember that. It's kind of like a... It's very much like the... If Scorsese makes his Dollars trilogy where he just uses the same actors but in different roles, then it would be probably Casino... Goodfellas and whatever the Irishman is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I was going to say the Irishman's kind of completing that then because he actually got Joe Pesci out of retirement to come back and 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 you know do it. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. I I um no, I like Goodfellas. I do th- I do th- I would not have it in my top fifty, but or my top one hundred even. But um, mm. that's purely down to kind of taste more than anything else. Maybe yeah. I watched um The Wolf of Wall Street recently. And I think that's my favorite one that he's done. But like, mm. I think it's very much. Uh, there's a lot of good fellows in The Wolf of Wall Street. Also, I couldn't help but notice it the last time I watched it is how much it reminds me of Goodfellas. And I think it's just the the tone of it is, is kind of like these people are horrible and they do terrible things and they're criminal. But it's just so fun to watch. Yeah. That- even when bad things happen, you're just like along for the ride yeah there's energy to it you kind of get into it and yeah. just follow their journey whatever it and may there, be there's always the narration and the brooklyn accents so scorsese <laughs> <laughs> yeah so goodfellas is number 23 number 22 the empire strikes back oh here it is <laughs> and why do i sound happy i sound happy because honestly this like i could have seen this being the top three if not number one, like I could totally see that. So Ooh, I wait. should I? I wonder if I should keep my number one pick as the Dark Knight for our crew. Comes the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're chasing that that guy that sped by earlier. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> not that the ambulances typically do that, but yeah, sure. Well, there's cops, and it, it wasn't ambulance; it was cops. Actually, I saw the blue lights. Uh, Boys in blue, get them. Maybe we'll have more updates on the the high speed chase that's happening uh, <laughs> outside Tower's window. Um, so, no, obviously we expected that Empire would would rank high because it's Empire Strikes Back. Um, I'm surprised it ranks higher than A New Hope. I'm assuming A New Hope is on here. Um, Better be. We've not had it yet. I mean, you were here for the first half. Yeah, we had Return of the Jedi in like number forty something. Yes, that sounds right. And I thought, <laughs> I I thought Empire Strikes Back would be 
and Star Wars would both be on the list still. So if Empire is here now, that that means Star Wars is coming up later, which is good, or <laughs> it's been omitted completely, which is bad. Yes. <laughs> we'll find out uh, by the time we get to number one, won't we? I love the idea that we'll get to get to number one and it'll be like, well, either it's Star Wars <laughs> or it's this other thing. And you'll be like, oh, it's better be, better be Star Wars. or Unless you like the other thing more, which is possible. Um, but... If it's on people's number one. Yeah. Obviously, Empire's a great movie. I, like, I, I don't like it as much as the original Star Wars. I think because it splits the characters up. Um, and I like the adventure sort of feel to the first movie. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people really like the Luke's training on Dagobah a lot. Um, yeah, that's the worst part of the movie, but I mean, that's not think... there. Oh, really? No, I, dis- I disagree. Although I don't know what the best part is. Uh, I don't know. I think it's it, it does the impossible thing where it makes a sequel that people like. Yeah, It's really, really hard to be a movie sequel, and this one succeeds. And, you know, it takes characters you like and it expands on it and it's interesting and it's not a retread of the first film and mm-hmm. i like it you know um my favorite's still star wars so we'll see mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's on here yeah 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 also it has boba fett in it, and i hate boba fett so i mean that's that's something that has to be mentioned boba fett's just so overrated yes like everyone's really cool toy that did not deliver in the movies yeah, he. I don't get it. I don't get the Boba Fett love. It's weird to me. I don't get it either. But you know, I've I've asked people too, and they haven't been able to explain it to me. Yep. They well, just he just looks cool. Okay. <laughs> Please, uh, audience. Yes. Tell me why. <laughs> yep. Um. No, that's just Tara once again showing why she's on this show. Um, she has a correct <laughs> opinion on Boba Fett. Um, I don't get it. Although the Mandalorian looks good, I'll watch that. Sure, sure. But that actually will develop a character potentially over, you know, 10 episodes or whatever it is. Well, the prequels developed um, Boba Fett, right? <laughs> the prequels developed jack shit. I thought... <laughs> You're right. If oh, anything, God. it just made muddled things up and made them more confusing. What? <laughs> Dear. Wait, all the clones are Boba Fett? What oh, am f- I watching? Somebody buy this off of George Lucas and fix it. I, I just... Disney. I just remember senates and talking about councils and trade federations. And I like the politics in it, actually. Oh god, no! Oh. It's the only thing that in the prequels that's at least consistent. Oh, and no. matches the original. The the adventure of Star Wars, you know, the the trip to the Death Star, hiding from Darth Vader, getting the prequels. Well, there's a trade dispute, so we're sending two Jedi to police the trade dispute. Oh no, some robots attacked okay, them. Okay, except we know in real life that people can be swayed by rhetoric and big words in a council, in a senate, or sure. in a political election. <laughs> and that is truly where the evil lies in the world, so... In concept, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree, but it still has to yeah. be entertaining. <laughs> has to do something. Has to be fun. Has to does to do anything. I think it's good. It's a good lesson for kids to learn. <laughs> Pay attention <laughs> to politics, kids. Yeah. Don't listen to rhetoric. Yeah, I watch the Star Wars prequels and assume that 
when you grow up to be about 20 your hot nanny will stay the same age and then if you just berate her enough uh she'll eventually give in and wear a dominatrix outfit um that is that is the lesson to learn about <laughs> oh yeah and then she actually ends up barefoot and pregnant by the third one yeah now that's the thing about the second one like the entire council like recognizes that there's some sort of attraction going on and like under no circumstance can we allow you two to be romantically involved so here's what we're going to do we're going to send you to the most romantic looking planet in the galaxy on your own <laughs> to spend time together <laughs> And then Padme's like, no, we can never be together. But so I'll come to dinner wearing a dominatrix outfit. What? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just saying. I'm... Well, Empire's good. Yes, Empire, <laughs> Empire is much better than what we're talking about now. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to number 21. Oh, baby. Here we go. Some good shit, finally. Mulholland Drive. Oh yeah, cool. Love it. My favorite lunch movie. Um, it is hypnotic. It is a great story about dreams and the loss of dreams and trying to recapture dreams and not accepting your reality. It is, it is yes, it is beautiful. Music's fantastic as well. Uh, full of great performances and it's got obviously that Lynch touch of just making it that that surreal, offbeat kind of thing uh, that feels so unique compared to everything else. Mm. Yeah, it definitely has style. I haven't seen it since I was a kid because I watched it way too young. Yeah, um, that's, that's probably way too young for Mulholland Drive, yes. I should probably watch it again. Mulholland Drive is really good. I like the, the the movie is. It was kind of a transcendent thing for me because I, I, I kind of like avoided David Lynch for a while because I heard he was weird. And then like I kind of took the plunge on when he tried some David Lynch. And when I watched Mulholland Drive, I went, oh my God, I've been an idiot. Why was I avoiding this? This is great. This is so unique and wonderful. And What, did you think you'd be too art house or something? Yeah, like I was, I was at that age that maybe I hadn't like, you know, Devin, Devin? Dove. Dove <laughs> deep into like certain like types of weird cinema. And obviously by, that, by this point, David Lynch doesn't even seem that weird to me by comparison to some other stuff that I've seen. But, you know, it was kind of that first step into that, that world. And uh, so it means a lot to me because of that um so i always mix up lynch and fincher (laughs) (laughs) i do it all the time well this is a david lynch film just to keep us on track yes yes with uh, naomi watts and laura harring um and lots of other people naomi watts is in it oh my gosh she must have been so young she's like the main character (laughs) i really don't remember Uh, i saw this like right when it came out on HBO. Yeah, she's like when I was very young. Yeah, she's like twenty one. And or I don't really remember very much of it. I remember thinking, I'll probably watch this again when I'm older and I'll get it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh so number well we on number twenty. I mean, I could have done with Mulholland Drive and above this one, but number twenty is the Avengers. Ooh you would say that to a Joss Whedon film? I, I love Joss Whedon, but it's a Joss Whedon through a Marvel filler. It's not a raw Joss Whedon film. Yeah, but I mean, we saw this movie in theaters. We did, yes. And there was nothing else like it, you know, seeing it in the theater. I remember leaving the movie, the movies and like smiling ear to ear and going, I have never experienced anything quite like that before. <laughs> oh, that was an experience. I, I remember wanting to, I went back and seen it the very next day because I was like so jazzed about yeah. just the idea of it coming together. And it feels like not even that special anymore because we've had like, you know, 20 other movies since then. But 
Like it was special. It at was the time. special. I think it's easy to forget how special it was. Yeah. That said, though, of course, it's a formula that's been repeated over and over and over again for yeah. a lot of other movies. Which is why when we get something slightly different in the Marvel universe, we just hold on to it. Like, ooh, this is new. It's not just the Avengers again, or it's not just Iron Man again. You know. Yeah. Although I'll make this very clear, Serenity is a better film than Avengers. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to do that right now excellent comeback excellent dry from the from the wine <laughs> there you go there you go you got it you got the fart lips eventually <laughs> yeah that's what i think of your serenity film serenity yeah. um we <laughs> now i it was a special and it, it, it was a big deal at the time it's not it doesn't rank as high for me as it used to like you know when i did my top 100 it didn't even make my top 100 I I I I made the call oh, that um, you know it, it's I still love it I still love it a lot but ultimately like as time has went on it's like okay it's a big deal for pop culture but I don't think the filmmaking itself is like you know something that I cherish and, and kind of hold dear on its own kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think it deserves to be on the list of the top fifty. Maybe it's a bit high, but. I mean, it's not like I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> oh, yes. Tara made predictions at the start of the video. She was all... Well, let's start our last video, the, the first part. Yes, all, all, all ready to be proven right. There are uh, movies in the Marvel Universe that I would even put higher than this, but it's only because it's it doesn't feel as special as it did when it came out. But when it came out, it was special, and I think it's easy to forget that. All right. Um, yeah, it's good. Number nine, good here. Number nineteen, Psycho. Ooh, you just reviewed this one. We did, yeah. We just did this on Screams. Uh, uh, came out last Sunday. Actually, the time this goes up, Psycho Two will be up already. So yeah, uh, Sunday ago. Um, but I haven't watched Psycho since forever. I can't remember when I last saw it. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a straight up ten. Like it's a, it's a it's a masterpiece. Like Hitchcock knows how to direct a movie. He knows how to misdirect. He knows how to use motifs. Um, yeah, misdirect is a big thing in Psycho too. Like, um, I don't remember much about the movie, but I remember being very surprised of, of all the twists and turns that happened in it. Because mm. I thought it being a film that I had heard about for so long that I would already know everything that happened because you see all the classic scenes. Mm. And uh, but it's not like it's not even with just knowing what happens to one of the characters in the film, like you still, there's still so much in it that you can't see coming. Yeah. No, it is. It's the impact's not diminished either. You know, watching it again recently, um, like the build up to what happens just works even better. Like, and you, you forget certain little story beats about the character. Like you're this, like, you know, cause you're following this character who has done something bad. She's on the run and she just kind of stumbles into a horror movie. Like, you know, it doesn't start off as a horror movie. It starts off as a as, as a Hitchcock thriller. You know, it's just sort of typical yeah. Hitchcock character on the run. And then it's like, oh no, she stumbled into something completely new. Because that's, that's the thing to remember. It's not like she stumbled into a horror movie that the audiences at the time would go, oh, she just walked into a slasher movie. No, no, they had never seen that before. So it was like she stumbled into a new type of movie that no one had ever seen. And that was... Right. You know. And I know you brought this up on the review because I did listen to it because Screams oh, After yeah. Midnight is a really great podcast and you guys should listen to it Thank or you. watch it. But, um, yeah, and you're right. One of the points you brought up was this was one of the first times where they brought horror out of 
like Transylvania yeah. <laughs> out of the Gothic castles and they moved it into your neighborhood or you're not safe, you know, in at a motel all of a sudden. Um, you well, know, there are dangerous people who just look like everyday upright citizens. And do you know what little bit of trivia just encapsulates all this, what, what you're saying here about it coming, coming home and coming into the real world? This is the first film, at least from America, that features a toilet seat. There literally isn't a toilet seat on screen in cinema from the US before Psycho. Revolutionary. I know. It's baffling (laughs) to think about. Um, But even the way Norman's character refers to it, because he he can't even refer to the bathroom as a bathroom, he gets kind of nervous and he can't call it anything. Um, and Marion's like in the bathroom. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's a gorgeous film. It's well, well paced, well edited. Um, the whole thing, whole thing is a masterpiece, start to finish. So that is Psycho number eighteen. Um, the second movie that Tara's not seen in this list because it's The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> There's so going to be some. Yeah, that's uh the second one this time again. So, uh, hey, if you're I swear I'm a movie fan, I'm going to watch him eventually. <laughs> Hey, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you've seen 46 out of 50 by the time we get to the end of this, then you, you, that's a pretty good going. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's I know the Godfather, Godfather is a must. I'll watch him. The Godfather. What is that? The kiddie version? The Godfather. No, I mean, obviously Godfather. I actually like the first Godfather more than the second one. Um, I, I very much... I do that too. I like first. Yeah, I, I just something about the story for me works better because it is kind of like you know Al Pacino's character goes from being this reluctant character who's not a part of the family business to becoming the Godfather by the end of the movie. It's just for me, it's the best arc of the three films. But um, not not that anyone really sticks up for the third one that much. But <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, nobody does, as far as I know. I haven't watched it, but apparently Sofia Coppola is the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember it well enough to actually director, have, have an opinion on that, but yeah. Uh, she is a good director sometimes. Sometimes. She makes good wine. This is not her wine, but mm. she does have a video. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll leave Godfather there because we, we talked about the first one. Uh, obviously, James Can's in here as well, who I like a lot. Um, oh, I got to meet him once too. Oh. Uh, James Can. He was at a friend's bar mitzvah. <laughs> Excellent. Hollywood Tara. So, no, we'll leave Godfather there. And we'll move on then to number 17, The Shining. Oh. I mean, I love Kubrick. I'm not going to say this doesn't deserve to be there. The Shining is kind of interesting because um, my best friend growing up, her and I would go to Blockbuster, which is um, a place that you used to be able to get movies from. Because <laughs> back in the day, you couldn't just decide you wanted to watch a movie and then all of a sudden it's on screen. You had to like go find it. <laughs> so every weekend we would have a sleepover and we would go to Blockbuster and she would get The Shining and I would get something else that was very different from The Shining, usually like a comedy or something <laughs> something that i wanted to see that i hadn't seen yet but every week we would get the shining plus something else and so i watched it a lot and you know it's kubrick and it's funny like even as a kid when you watch it you know it's special 
even if you don't really understand why. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Shane's a gorgeous film. It feels so stark and like it really everything about it aids the setting and what it's what it's doing. Just oozes atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, and Jack Nicholson is obviously like you know next level with his performance. He's, he's like it's almost the role he was born to play. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the, one of the complaints from Stephen King is that they cast a guy who already does crazy too well. I think Stephen King had crazy. I think Stephen King had a lot of complaints about that movie, but yeah, I think that was one of them. Well, I think even he can admit that he was wrong at this point. I don't know. I don't know. I love the movie though. Um, what's how good an adaptation of the book it is is, is not withstanding here. I the movie on its own is just fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. So Stephen King is great at ideas, but he's not really great at like delivery when it comes to it. Like even his books kind of fall flat. The ones I've read, anyway. Yeah. Do you remember, the that, do you remember that, that? are good. Whole are meta ones that take liberty from him. Do you not remember that whole meta subplot in that chapter two about ending sucking? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the whole point. Like he has really great spooky ideas. But then when it comes to the actual like payoff of those ideas, they don't really pay off that well. I love I love how his attitude is though, just yeah, my ending suck, lol. Deal with it and buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah. attitude. I mean he's not he's not a bad author though. I mean, mm. I like and he he just turns out so much material. Yeah. <laughs> There's bound to be some things you like. I mean Shawshank Redemption is oh, super king. Of course, yeah. Um, no, it's really iconic moments as well. You got the creepy girls, you got the, the naked granny, you got, you know... Blood coming out of the elevator. Yeah, oh yeah, the big pools of blood, which was uh, literally... The teaser trailer for the, the Shining was just that scene of the blood coming out of the elevator. That was it. Like, that was the whole thing, basically. Um, it's like, Shining. <laughs> so, you know, good, good to know. Um, and did you know that the theatrical ending of Blade Runner... Uh, used unused footage of The Shining <laughs> from when they're driving up to the to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because in the the, the uh, theatrical cut of Blade Runner, they had this tacked on happy ending of like Deckard and what's her face driving happily in the mountains. So some of the shots they used of the establishing shots were taken from The Shining. Huh. I know. Yeah. That's a bit trivia for I you. I don't know that. There you go. I don't know which version of the Blade Runner I've watched. There's like five cuts. I, know, of I don't it. really like it very much. <laughs> oh, we'll do that in ace at some point. Don't you worry. I know. We'll, There's a little preview of things to come. We'll, we'll, we'll get the hate on that one. Uh, number sixteen is Terminator Two: Judgment Day. I mean, I'm glad that there, one of them made it pretty high on the list. Yeah, we we would probably swap the two Terminator films, but I mean, like, yeah, Terminator Two is fantastic. Like, I can't really complain. Yeah, I think we both gave it like a nine point five. You so. did, yeah. It's just, it's an amazing movie. It's held up remarkably well. It's just you know some of the best action of the nineties, some of the best uh, sci-fi of the nineties. You know. Yeah, and Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor is such an inspiration, and I just I love her transformation from the first film to the second film because you totally understand, you get it. Like, she's somebody who's taking this war, this threat seriously and is preparing for it and preparing <clears throat> to be the woman who can raise the next warrior. And I, 
I do love this film because of her story. And, uh, yeah. But it, 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 it lacks a little something that the first movie had with the, with the love story and the more cyberpunkness of it. Like, this one's more of a cool action movie with a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the first one that has more of the horror side of it. Just a little bit more. Yeah. But credit to James Cameron for somehow creating a second iconic villain in the same franchise. You know, yeah. so we had Arnold in the first one. He obviously he's got How a How can role. you make anything more threatening than Arnold Schwarzenegger? He figured it out. He did. He, he figured something out because he's, he's a genius, that man. Uh, so yeah can't really complain about Terminator 2 uh, which will take us on to number 15 which is something that Tara watched for the first time this year Seven Samurai oh yeah yeah it's yeah. true I'm not proud but yeah oh I love it yeah it's that's, a great movie 10 a, out of 10 that's a fantastic movie is it? Uh, the, the the compositions, the 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 you know the the real staging of fight scenes with extras and like buildings on fire behind them and it's like, true. You know. I I love that. You're right. That's a scene that I think about often, and I've seen it before because I I it's not the first Kurosawa film. I've watched Ran many times. I like that movie a lot, and um, also a ten out of ten. I like it. I love that movie a lot. <laughs> and again, like he. Kurosawa has such a way with composition where you'll have something in full, like in the, in the foreground and it's perfectly clear, but you also have something in the background that's also perfectly clear and it's a wide shot and buildings are on fire and samurai are going across the screen and the horses are going across the street and there's fighting. There's so much going on and they're long takes and you know that these, you know, this is all that they have for the composition and it's just it's beautiful it's a beautiful film and yeah it's a story that works obviously really well because hollywood keeps copying it yes <laughs> uh, it's a very simple story actually again it goes back to what i say some of the best movies are simple simple stories that are just executed flawlessly uh mm-hmm. with, with craft and with uh, ingenuity and inventive you know techniques and you know whatever else likable characters and <laughs> yeah yeah great so- it's a great film yeah, Seven Samurai is phenomenal. It's hard to fault it. Uh, number 14 is Apocalypse Now. Uh, I gotta say, not my favorite. Mm. Even as a war movie fan, uh, it's it's just not my favorite. It's got a lot of iconic scenes. I think the Marlon Brando stuff at the end is pretty bad, actually. Um, Martin Sheen is not my favorite. <laughs> in it i think he's actually kind of bad also in the film uh i i know a lot of people love it and maybe it's just for the napalm scene because i can't figure out really why <laughs> otherwise uh, i mean i like even it as, a, as a war movie fan i don't think this is a movie that holds up very well i think i like it more than you do but i don't love it and i i didn't have it in my top 100 and i think um i will say to anyone who's not watched it yet Watch the theatrical cut because the Redux cut is too long and drags the pacing down something awful. Um, so, but no, I, I think there is kind of a sort of like, you know, this horrible journey element to it, this man versus kind of nature and stuff. And it's, uh, you know, you got some good performances and... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lukewarm on the performances. It's got some. It's... I especially don't love the Marlon Brando stuff at the end. Like, he's... 
I I heard you know I I heard that the movie was um, a nightmare to make, mm-hmm. and that is it. Coppola, yeah, Coppola was told that he had to use Brando in the film, but Brando showed up to to the shoot, and he was like sixty pounds overweight and didn't learn any of his lines and just winged it the whole time. And I think you could tell. I think it. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would a man who's been living off of rice and vegetables for the last three years stuck on Saigon be <laughs> be obese? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And the things that he says doesn't make any sense. Like, it. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. I think if you take out Brando, maybe it's a good film. But uh, I don't. Know. I don't think it deserves to be on the list. I think there are way better war films than this. Watch Passive Glory. Way better war film. And. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with Passa Glory. Passa Glory is very good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't dislike Apocalypse Now, but it's definitely one that, that doesn't really do it for me in, in the way where I would put it like on this kind of list. But hey, this is your guys' list, and you put it here, so uh, enjoy. <laughs> I'm glad there's a war movie represented. <laughs> enjoy. Because war movies are great, and um, they should there should be one represented. I just think that there are better ones okay okay uh number 13 we're on the good the bad and the ugly this is a very special film Mm -hmm. (laughs) very very special film and you're happy with 13 where angel eyes is just sitting down and eating that man's food that family's food before he murders them just sets the tone of the film where I mean right away you get that he's the bad. That that scene, I know when I watch Inglorious Bastards and the opening scene where Christoph Waltz is smoking his pipe and drinking the milk, it's taken exactly from there. Mm. I can see it. Like I can see both scenes at the playing simultaneously. It is um so so great. <laughs> this movie for a long time was would trump my my all-time number one of 2001 and they 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 swapped back and forth throughout the years but yeah this movie if it's not my number one it's my number two movie of all time so it's too low is what i'm trying to say say i love this movie i think you could be relatively happy with 13 i think think that's quite a high spot like Uh, i think this movie's perfect it's a fantastic movie uh it is and cat simple story it's the setting that's complicated and it's uh yeah really special special and it's this chase it's this chase across a great journey or a great distance rather i should say um you know try try to get to one person there's there's gold that's buried in an unknown grave somewhere and one person knows the name of the grave and one person knows how to what grave site. <laughs> and it's just, even though they're mortal enemies, they have to work together because they both want to get rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just happens to, to take place during Civil War America. <laughs> in like the heartland of Civil War, apparently. In the desert, I don't know where it is. And, um, yeah. It doesn't make any sense setting-wise because it also is filmed in Italy. <laughs> Which I guess kind of looks like the American Southwest, um, the, though there wasn't a whole lot of civil war there. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> the story's great. 
The characters are great. The direction is great. There's so many close-ups, and I love it. It drags out, and the music is phenomenal. I think Ecstasy of Gold is my favorite song of all time from any movie. I'll just concur, and we can move on. I don't think I need to add into any of that. Uh, ah, too low. It's my number two. Number two. Uh, number 12 is Rear Window. Oh. Another Hitchcock? Another Hitchcock. And I actually would agree that it should be higher than Psycho. Uh, although, I think, I think they're the two best Hitchcock movies. I think Rear Window is mm-hmm. kind of like everything I love about a, a bottle thriller. About, you know, just the, this idea of, of being a voyeur and catching something you're not supposed to and then kind of trying to investigate got some great grace kelly outfits too <laughs> sure grace kelly's a name she has the best clothes in any film is in this movie <laughs> but now you, you who got, gets away with a celery dress or a celery oh, suit celery <laughs> that shouldn't work and it's gorgeous uh, are we done with the, with the clothes I love Grace Kelly and her clothes, okay? I love Grace Kelly out of her clothes. Uh, that's a bad joke. Oh, that's a bad that joke. is a princess you were talking about. <laughs> well, it was. She's not alive anymore. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but, no, I, I uh, Rear Window is, like, I don't know, this was one of these movies where I watched it and I went, why have I not seen this shit? It's not even like I was that old when I saw it, but or like, yeah, that old, but, like, it just it's one of those things where i saw oh this is like this is a fundamental movie like this is such a simple idea that it's it's one of these things where you can tell just like seven samurai where this has been ripped off tons of times because it's just such a good basic idea uh and it's executed flawlessly i love the the opening shot where it just looks around all the all the neighbors windows because it's just set in the scene this is where he's going to be looking through for the rest of the movie it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's good and it's wonderfully tense it's really really good stuff what was that Shia LaBeouf movie that came out that was like a rip off of Rear Window? Uh, Disturbia. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. How how, how dare Shia LaBeouf do that? How dare he? I don't blame Shia LaBeouf. He's just trying to get past that um, even Stevens reputation. I understand. Shall we move on? Uh, number 11 is Die Hard. Oh, cool. <laughs> this is a cool movie. <laughs> That's why my reaction was cool. I mean, yeah, it's, like, it's, for, for me, it's, it's it's the sort of quintessential action movie. It is the simple yeah. person trapped in a location with terrorists has to run around and try and save the day. Uh, that is yep. kind of my favourite formula for an action movie and Die Hard is what kind of perfected it and of course, like much like what I just said about Rear Window, lots of copycats, lots of rip-offs. Um, some good yeah. rip-offs. I mean, I enjoyed Under Siege movies for what they are. Me too. Or Speed. Yeah, but there's no denying that they are die-hard rip-offs. So. Oh yeah, totally. But hey, if it ain't broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have a blast with that. Uh, yeah. You know, I um, love a good villain that doesn't. You know, it's okay that his accent doesn't match his background. Oh sure. <laughs> Yeah, Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber is fantastic. And I love so that he is equal to John McClane and how he approaches things with a serious attitude. 
But ultimately, the reason why he loses is because for a split second, he lets his ego get the best of him. And that's why John McCain wins. Because what, hubris. one of my, my the lot of things I love about watching Die Hard now though, that I've noticed in recent viewings as an adult is that everyone in that movie who thinks it's cool to be a badass and thinks it's cool to shoot guns are all the idiots who get killed uh, or get made to look stupid. You know, the FBI guys, the police captain. But John McClane doesn't yeah. think it's cool. John McClane takes it seriously. And that's why he wins. It's not because he thinks he's yep. a cool guy. He just is a cool guy. You're, I mean, yeah, that's true. And you know, he and um, the guy on the other ta- on the other side of the walkie-talkie, they yeah. never actually meet each other in the movie, but they have this great like rapport between each other mm-hmm. and great dialogue between each other where it's kind of like watching a buddy cop film at the same time. Oh, sure. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they do meet at the end, the at least. The formula that gets used in Lethal Weapon and it works well. You've probably seen Die Hard. I'm going to cut in a little here and say you've seen Die Hard. Um, so, you should have. If you haven't, watch it this Christmas. Yes. Yes, it's a Christmas treat. Ho, 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 I've got a machine gun. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so fun. What a fun movie. Yeah, Die Hard. Uh, which does take us on to number 10. So we're in, in the top 10 now. Ooh. Top 10. I'll drink to that. Top 10, baby. Uh, number 10, Star Wars. All right. It beat Empire. It beat Empire. Good. Good. Yeah. I love this one. I love Luke Skywalker. I love his story. I love uh, the music, of course. I love the world. It's so cool to have a future world. I guess not technically the future because it's a long, long time ago. But, it, you know, there's something about Star Wars that's so special because it looks so lived in that doesn't really get replicated a lot, even mm-hmm. in new films. Everything looks so new and shiny and clean. And then you get Star Wars. <laughs> everything looks dirty and things don't work the way they're supposed to or, or they're janky. <laughs> I love it. I love this world. I love all the puppets. I love all the droids. I love the comedy. I love the, I love our three main people, and the villain's great. You, as soon as Darth Vader walks in, you know he's evil, and it's uh, I love this movie. It's ten out of ten. <laughs> Star Star Wars for me is always about the, the the three leads. It was all about them going on an adventure and interacting with each other, the bickering between them. Um, all that stuff is what makes Star Wars for me which is why I don't care about Jedi Councils I don't care about the Jedi being a thing really I care about um, these characters fighting against the impossible enemy and mm-hmm. try to survive, that's what I like about Star Wars So I love it, yeah I love the first Star Wars So there you go. great movie Star Wars, number 9 Aliens <sighs> good call <laughs> I would say this is the audience buttering up to you, but what a great movie! <laughs> yeah, you've had no, no nothing like that that this half, at least as of yet. Um, oh no, I mean maybe Mulholland Drive. <laughs> eh. But I feel I feel like Aliens is. I love that this beat Star Wars. I love that this made it to the top ten because Aliens is my number one movie of all time. I think Aliens also has that thing where it's just like this is a really lived in world. It does. Like, things are breaking down, everything's leaking for some reason. <laughs> Even though we're in space. And uh I yeah, I love uh I love Ellen Ripley, of course. 
And it's such a, a smart way of getting her back to the alien where she is, she's basically tricked to <laughs> saying like, we need your expertise so that we can stop this thing and kill it. Nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> they can bell me. Yeah. It was yeah. a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. <laughs> no, that that movie is uh, Aliens is perfect. I I don't really have. I can't really say. I mean, I I've reviewed it before. I'll review it again because we're going to do it in Ace. You know, we're going to go through the yeah. Alien franchise because, of course, we are. We have to. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, I mean, it's definitely in my top ten. I like much like the Terminator and Terminator Two. I often go back and forth between whether or not this is my favorite or mm. Alien is my favorite. Because they they are kind of they have a similar trajectory where the first one is very much a horror film and the second one is more of an action movie, but I mean the second one has Bill Paxton in it, so of course it's going to be better. <laughs> Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen, don't forget. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So yeah, Aliens is Aliens is Aliens. I, yeah, which takes us on to number eight, Alien. <laughs> so these two movies are so neck and neck between fan bases that even in our voting for the top movies of all time they ended up back to back with not much between them yeah i love alien alien is my father's favorite movie of all time <laughs> so it's a movie i've watched a lot and i i of course i have a strong affinity towards alien i love that it's a movie where you you don't know that Ripley is going to be your lead from the beginning because you get the you get the team you get the whole crew and it's such a I don't know it's it's more like a slasher film that way right where everybody's just dying one at a time until you're just left with Ripley. No, it is. It's, 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 you have the final girl. It is a slasher movie, film. but here's the thing though: in most slasher movies, you can tell from the opening scenes who the final girl is going to be. You know. Yeah, yeah. But you don't yeah, an alien. No. An, an alien, like, they actually make it feel very evenly spread. Like, oh, maybe it'll be Dallas. Maybe it'll be, you know, whoever. Um, who, who's yeah. the final character who's surviving. Um, and... Yeah, once the captain goes, you're like, oh, it's anybody's film. Yeah, and um... I, I think what I like about Alien as well, apart from the great set design and the great music and the great, you know, atmosphere, all that stuff, is that it basically coined a term for something that you do to make people care about your hero. Uh, in fact, there's a whole book about screenwriting named after it. It's called Save the Cat. Because <laughs> that's what makes you root for Ripley. Is that, once you, know, you save Jonesy. Yeah, yeah, once you save Jonesy, you've earned the audience's love and respect, and they're going to root for her no matter what. So, uh, yeah. I gotta see my own little Jonesy over here. I, I love the design. Alright. Oh. Oh, look at Jonesy. Well, his name is Gus. We could call him Gussy. Jesse, oh, what a cutie! <laughs> you guys don't have don't right. know how how much we had to wait to start recording because Tara couldn't stop uh, going on about a cat <laughs> and stroking the cat. Um, oh my god, he's so cute! Every time he does something, I just have to stop and admire it for a little while. All right, number seven. Okay, Back to the future. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, fun. <laughs> it's oh, a fun movie 
yes it is it's uh this is the movie that i always bring up when uh, people say like is there any movie if someone says they don't like it's a deal breaker and i'm like not really <laughs> but if i'm going to pick one it's back to the future because i can't imagine any human being being like i don't i hate back to the future i think it's just not very good yeah I, it's it's a blast i mean i know that's why you and connor broke up is uh, because I, <laughs> he doesn't think that they're all that praiseworthy but yeah the, the movie is so fun and there's a reason why it's been uh not replicated but like the the tone of it works i think everything just kind of fell into place for back to the future you know they had a different person who was cast as marty mcfly and i've seen that footage of eric stoltz or uh, i think that's his name that's him, yeah. and and you're and, and they're right like watching it it's just the scene is supposed to be funny but it's not for some reason <laughs> and it's not that he's not acting his ass off he is it's just wrong so i think everything kind of came into place correctly to make the best version of this film and it works it's great <laughs> i love this movie yeah, Back to the Future. I mean, I keep saying movies are perfect up this high, but we're at that point now where we're, you know, at some of the highest rated movies of all time uh, appearing up here. You want to know what my deal breaker movie is? I think I know this. It's Predator. Yeah, it's Predator. Predator's my deal breaker movie. <laughs> Which was scored by Alan Silvestri, who also did the score for Back to the Future, and the music in Back to the Future is also some of the most iconic music of all time. So. <laughs> this wine bottle is empty whoa my teeth are brown whoa um <laughs> so that's back to the future number six is 2001 a space odyssey thank you <laughs> i just want to take this moment to thank the academy of Milefuzz tv fans <laughs> <laughs> and it's an honor to be on the top 10 <laughs> yeah, obviously this movie is my number one but yeah um i'll take six this is good i don't think this is that far off I from where i had it. every every still of this film is a work of art um, it says so much about humans and where we need to go. It's relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait till we talk about this on the Ace because I have so much to say about it. <laughs> yeah, like you say, everything from the start is just very kind of majestic. Like everything, you could take any still image almost from the, the movie and put it on the wall and just have it as a as a framed painting. Um, mm-hmm. all, all the stuff in space looks great. The effects hold up so well. It's a movie that is so exceptionally paced and it's the ending is just like especially once you've thought about it and you think about what the ending means and you see it again with that in mind the whole t- the whole film and you get to that mm-hmm. ending and you know the dun, 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 like when that comes in at the end uh it, it just it's this transcendent moment of like yes like others have tried to recapture this and just not quite hit it i know when we do it we're eventually going to do the sequel yeah and it's it's one of those movies where i'm just like how can you even have a sequel (laughs) you can't have a sequel to a kubrick film first of all it's not possible 
And second of all, <laughs> Doctor it, Sleep's coming out in like a few where... weeks. Huh? Doctor Sleep's coming out in a few weeks. Okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. The trailers don't look good. I nah. mean, I'm sure maybe it'll be fine, but like, yeah, I, don't know, I didn't like good. the trailers very much. But um, <laughs> Doctor Sleep aside, I uh, <laughs> yeah, um, like I could see how Arthur C. Clarke would write a sequel to the book, which he wrote because of the movie. Like he wrote, Arthur C. Clarke worked with Kubrick to write the film, and then he came out with the book the same time as the movie, or around the same time. And then was able to write sequels to that. But the way Kubrick wrote the end and took liberties, like the, the book came out, I think, right before the movie was released. So Kubrick made changes to the script because he thought that would be a better bottle story for it, it's a movie about humanity and humanity's mm. next step in evolution and how we need to like move past the parts where we destroy ourselves, which could be through creation of our own new type of life, like artificial intelligence, which is why it's pretty relevant today because we're really getting close to that. And um, I think this, the fact that there is a sequel, a movie sequel to 2001, like is incomprehensible to me. And that'll be an interesting discussion on the ACE. I think when we eventually get to that, but the movie itself is perfect, and it, it should be a bottle film and shouldn't be seen with any sequel <laughs> in my book. Anyway, mm. sorry, I'm really drunk, and I love this movie. No, no, <laughs> no, this is perfect. I, yeah, um, it's hypnotic. I, I will leave it at that. Tara said everything needs to be said. Number five is Pulp Fiction. Oh, Wow. I mean, I, I guess I was expecting it to be on the list, but not so high. I mean, this is what, our fourth Tarantino movie? Yeah, I think so. Out, out we of... had Django, Reservoir Dogs. And Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah. So out of nine movies that he's made, that we kind of count as his nine movies, uh, four of them appeared in this list. That ain't bad. It ain't bad. I mean, Way to go, Tarantino. He's got more movies on here than Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think tarantino is um an example of a fan who makes movies today and still has style and his own his own point of view of things and a signature that you don't get from other directors like jj abrams is clearly a fan who's now a director but he still makes movies that look like other people's films mm -hmm. where Tarantino is just like, you know, you're getting a Tarantino movie because you're getting dialogue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're getting a puzzle and it's all going to come together in the end and, and pay off. And um, yeah, he's a master. This was his second film, I think. Right. And yeah. After Reservoir. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I think movie. it deserves to be on the list for sure of like all time greatest movies. Uh, it's not my favorite of his films, but I, I, it's not like, I don't think that Pulp Fiction is deserving. Of course it is. Oh yeah. Just, my favorite comes from just per personal preference. 
Yeah, I feel like Pulp Fiction is the one who, who that usually gets the praise, that usually gets the praise of being the best one. Um, and I don't agree with that either. Like, I, I like at least a couple of them more, but um, Pulp Fiction is great. It, it is, again, it's an all-star cast. It's, it's all these things. Um, it was this kind of like, here's cool characters doing th- shady things um, yeah. and getting out of situations and, and all sorts. And it's, it's really good. So uh, that's number five. Number four... Is Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I mean, if you want fun adventure, <laughs> mm. gotta uh, go with Raiders. How many Spielberg is that? Is that three Spielberg so far? We had Jaws and we had Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's no, the third one. Raiders. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna pick three of it from his filmography, I think these are the top three. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I I might I might rearrange the order a bit. Um, but they're all pretty close to each other, to be honest. <laughs> if you just want a fun time at the movies, then yeah, all three of them. Although I think uh, Jaws might be his best movie, but Raiders is just—it's just fun, like yeah, great, from beginning to end. Great it's music. hard not to enjoy Indiana Jones, like just the character of Indy. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of um, good stunts. Kind of, Pulpy inventor in a way too. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's good stunts, good music. Obviously, Harrison Ford's great. Karen Allen's great. Um, like it's full of very witty things. Obviously, everyone remembers the whole sword and gun thing, which you know, obviously wasn't planned. It was kind of a yeah on the day thing. Um, Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. Isn't she in it? No, you know Karen Allen. I'm sure. What? <laughs> Margot Kidder's not in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> she's not no <laughs> who am i thinking of karen allen karen allen look up look up an imdb if you're thinking of the female lead to the film <laughs> that is not margot kidder really oh my god okay this is gold all right we finally hit it we finally hit the moment where all hell's breaking really Yes. But do you normally think that Margot Kidder is in Riddles of the Lost Ark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is Karen Allen. <laughs> God, they look so much alike. <laughs> Similar sort of attitude, I'd say. Like, I can see Margot Kidder playing that role, but I don't know if they look that like. Really? Oh my god! I, I genuinely thought they were the same person. Uh, I was a lot with uh, Amy Adams and Isla Fisher for a long time. Wow! Genuinely thought that they were the same person. I thought she was. I thought she was Lois Lane. No, there you go. That, that's uh. Oh. I learned Lane. something new today. This isn't the alcohol. Like I genuinely have gone my entire life thinking they were the same person. Whoa! Well, we've just achieved something, then, haven't we? Um. Are you ready for number three? Yeah, we should probably move on from that massive failure. <laughs> number three, something a bit more recent. Inception. <laughs> what was that? I mean, I'm glad the Nolan fans got something on the list, but like, whatever. Uh, I'm not a Nolan person. <laughs> All right, Inception's fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. 
I went and saw this movie when I was overseas and it was one of those like, wow, what a great fun time in Riddle that was. It was cool to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in something that wasn't, I don't know. I hadn't really seen him in anything post um, Third Rock from the Sun before, so it's mm. kind of cool to see him in that. Uh, yeah, fun movie. Um I'm not really a Nolan person. But. Yeah, I love it. Like, this is one of the best endings for me of like the last like ten years. I, I love that you final shot. The... Yes, <laughs> with the thingy. I'm avoiding spoilers, but yes, with the thingy. Um, that moment with in the... the way it's played. So, do you think it? So, do you think it was a dream? <laughs> well, it's a science fiction movie, so we are going to talk about it in depth at some point. And I, I have, I have a very in-depth theory as to why the ending is not ambiguous. That's all I'm saying. But I, I love it because I saw that opening day with a packed audience, and I could feel like, like the entire audience, like when the when the title screen hit at the end, like this kind of frustration, but not in a way that they were just angry. Just waiting, yeah. just waiting for something to happen. But but not <laughs> in the way that they were angry at the 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 movie. More in the like, oh my god, I can't believe they're not going to actually outright answer this thing and it was it's like true and I, I know that there's a ton of like conspiracy theories about whether or not they can hear it fall in during the credits <laughs> but, but here's, here's the thing though. you can't you know because that would that would defeat the purpose of it but here's the thing the fact that everyone in that room cared meant the movie did its job the movie yeah, yeah. succeeded because okay, everyone i'm not gonna say it's not a great movie it is a great movie yeah it's just i don't know i'm a little over the nolan thing okay all right all right <laughs> Uh, number two, I think Nolan is a lot of uh, is a lot of flash. That's what I described Dunkirk as. Yeah, uh, number two, Dunkirk's great. I Dunkirk is definitely my favorite Nolan film. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! The, the the end of the first half basically ended with a proposal. I, I don't know what this this second half's ending with, but we're, we're definitely veering the opposite direction. Um, that time we even this out. <laughs> number two is the Shawshank Redemption oh yeah yeah. I think Shawshank is a really good movie that used to play on a channel called TNT all the time and people discovered it because of that it, it was kind of underrated when it came out and mm-hmm. looked over uh, which is why I don't think it won any Oscars or anything and um, but as like the internet <laughs> started to become more popular and people were watching the movie on TNT all the time then all of a sudden people were like wait this is a great movie why why is this not like on the best films of all time list and now it's and, literally on every best film of all time list usually yeah, now the it's top. on every best film of all time yeah. and I'll, I'll say like I, I think it's truly a great film with great characters and a great story it's fascinating to it's, watch oh, it's, it's wonderful uh, yeah it's a wonderful film There, there's nothing bad about it it, to me, though, Shawshank Redemption is in the same category as like Toy Story, where it's, yeah, it's a perfect film for what it wants to say, but it doesn't have much more to say than what it already is. It's a very surface movie to me. And I don't think that it deserves to be like number one or two <laughs> on the best list of films of all time. And I think one of the reasons that it's on our list here as the best the second best movie of all time is just because it's on everybody's list yeah it appeals to everyone it appeals to yeah. uh, you know every every possible group uh, 
it is a wonderful film. I think it's executed basically flawlessly. Um, I I had it on my top one hundred. Um, not quite as high as this, admittedly. Um, but respectively. I think two is too high, but I think yeah. it's too high on like all list now. Sure. To be honest. Sure. Uh, well, that's number two. So what we're going to do now is that normally at this point I recap the list so far, but I'm going to go all the way back to number one hundred. So one hundred through fifty-one are brand new that you've not heard before. So what we're going to do now is we're going to start all the way back at number one hundred, and what we're going to do is that after each one, Tara is going to react or respond and. A short sentence or even just one word depending on what she feels like per movie let's do it okay quick fire <laughs> quick fire so here are the results all the way from number 100 of the movies voted for by you guys uh, before tara passes out so one <laughs> 100 monsters inc oh um, all right interesting <laughs> 99 back to the future part two Oh, I don't think it deserves to be on the top 100. <laughs> 98, Finding Nemo. Oh, this movie's so sweet. Aww. Okay, yeah. 97, Godzilla, 1954. Oh, it should be way higher. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. glad it at least gets some kind of recognition. 96, Dawn of the Dead, the original, of course. <laughs> Still thinking about Godzilla. <laughs> so good <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that Dawn of the Dead should be much higher as a fantastic film and I'll leave it at that 95 The Lion King oh yeah well, I think it's a movie that has a lot of nostalgia for, for people our age but um, I don't know if it's the top 100 our age <laughs> our generation our generation thank better. you that's better more accurate asshole <laughs> <laughs> um, number 94 there's a lot of animated movies bunched up here Beauty and the Beast oh yeah Beauty and the Beast was like the movie that I watched before Jurassic Park became like the movie where I became a movie fan mm. and Beauty and the Beast was just the movie that I just demanded to watch all the time I love that movie I, I had many birthdays that were Beauty and the Beast themed <laughs> when I was a kid 93 Annie Hall <laughs> the wedding is back on 92 <laughs> up overrated i don't get it i don't get woody allen i don't get annie hall <laughs> you're still Maybe annie hall. not from new york or i i don't know it's not for me 92 up oh there's a talking dog it should be at least number 19 Joe, you know what's funny is i actually said that like before you went on your second part of that rant so it sounded like you were talking about up and you were like oh it's overrated i don't get it oh no 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 up is amazing up is really really good in fact i have it you can't see it but i have my keychain over there and there's mm -hmm. a there's a house with balloons on it oh. on my keychain no. i love up Mostly because he's a talking dog. Number 91, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I mean, if you're going to pick a Captain America film, it's the mm -hmm. best one. It is. No, I agree. Yeah. Number 90, American History X. Oh, this is a rough movie to watch. Mm -hmm. um, no, I don't think it belongs here, to be honest. 89, a I fist... I think it's ballsy, but it's not like... It, it's not great because it's ballsy. 89. Sorry. A fistful of dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, so simple. It is Cinema Paradiso. Uh, I know this is a favorite of yours. I've never seen it. The director's cut of Cinema Paradiso is delightful and one of the best endings of all time. I'll leave it at that. Uh, number 87 is The Blues Brothers. Everybody Great. needs somebody to love, somebody to love. Sugar the kiss, sugar the kiss. Eighty six Spirited Away. I've never seen it. This is um it's in that category of film where I'm just like, eh, I'll skip. I, I, I've seen that it. category being anime. Yeah. I mean it's it's a Miyazaki, so it's a better than you know, it's it's not your your dragon balls jumping up and firing power blasts and Sure. Like I've seen, like the only Miyazaki film I've seen is um, Princess Mononoke, and mm. that was not my favorite while watching it. Yeah, I wasn't super into that. There's a couple I've seen that has that I think are, are good, even though they're not necessarily the sort of genre that I love. Um, mm. But, you know, they're definitely better than, you know, what I typically think of as anime, <laughs> you know. Cause... Yeah, I mean, he's definitely like a filmmaker who has a style and uh, he has something to say in his movies. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they seem a bit more artsy and universal. They transcend the, the genre that they're in. But um, they're still, I don't know, it's, it's still some, there are things that just don't translate well. And I, I hate to admit it, but I love I loved Japan. I lived there for three years. I love Japan. I just don't get anime. <laughs> yep, me neither. Me neither. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, next up, number 85, <laughs> The Princess Bride. Overrated. <laughs> this movie's so overrated. <laughs> I go to trivia every Monday, and there's always one Princess Bride question. And every time, I'm just like, I don't know, someone else on the team could get it because they've all watched it. A million times mm-hmm. because for some reason if someone tells you it's the greatest movie of all time then everybody believes it and uh it's not it's it's fine it's a fine movie i saw it for the first time it's no better than fine to yeah me. i saw it for the first time maybe about eight years ago and i agree it's okay it's it's perfectly fine it's not yeah. special maybe not. i don't think so either <laughs> uh number 84 gangs of new york oh this movie is only great because of bill the butcher Bill the Butcher is mm-hmm. a great character and a great actor, of course, in Daniel Day-Lewis. But it's the movie is worth watching because the performance of Bill the Butcher is so good. Yeah, <laughs> that was one that I didn't see till like later for some reason. It took me like ten years to watch it, but it was it was good when I watched it. Um, uh, yeah. Number eighty-three, <laughs> five pints. This is where like you know entries like aren't necessarily all classics. This is something like oh no, this is our generation grew up with this and care about it a lot. But obviously. You know, so I don't know who's going to react to this, but 83 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> this was definitely on your top 50. I know it was. It was on my top 100. I thought it was on my top 50, but... Um... It's, I don't know. It's a movie that I watched. My brother was... A, I have an older brother, and he was a big Turtles fan, like huge mm. Turtles fan. We watched everything Turtles. A man of refined um, taste. But... <laughs> yeah. He's a Canuck and a nerd, and uh, yeah, <laughs> he loved the turtles. Uh, and um, we, I don't know, I don't, I never but, really got into the turtles that much. Only when I wanted to be friends with my brother did mm. I watch turtles. So 
I think when, the, the first movie. I stop being friends. We stopped watching Turtles together. The first movie, I think, actually does hold up. No, is it top 100 best movies of all time? Probably not, really. But uh, I put it in my list because it means a lot to me. But I do think the first one holds up surprisingly well. Uh, it has a sort of okay. darker edge to it. But 82 is Rosemary's Baby. Uh, this is another movie that I think is a bit overrated. I'm, like, I'm, I get the premise of it is, like, really, really cool. Um, but I don't think the execution of the film really works for me. Plus, you know, Polanski, you know, sexually assaulted a 13-year-old or whatever it's age hard, was. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am one of those people who think that you could separate the art from the person. You know, I was at a party today and the song Thriller came on and mm-hmm. I still like Michael Jackson, like his music. I try not to think about the horrible things he did. And I tried to just think about the song, you know, and it's it's one of those things where I didn't really have to think about before. But yeah. then the documentary came out on HBO and I'm like, oh, now I I don't know. But like, how far back do you go where you like separate art? Like sure. maybe Beethoven was an asshole. I don't know. Maybe he had sex with children. Like, I I don't know. That was a bold statement. That matter at this point. <laughs> You know? um, well, when I say, when I bring that up, it's because I feel like at this point with me, I don't really want to see any more Polanski films, even though I really liked a couple. You know, I really liked um, Repulsion. I certainly would not support anything that he comes out with now. Yeah, but like, yeah, I've not seen anything, anything he's done recently. Like, I, I just don't care. But like at the same time, I also don't. Um, like, I saw this. I saw Chinatown. I saw The Pianist. Like, even though it was public and I, I didn't know about anything that had happened. But no, since, and you know, I really like Chinatown. More than Rosemary's Baby, to be sure. Um, but I... Uh... I have to be honest, Chinatown never actually did anything for me. Oh, really? No, yeah. I like that movie. It'll probably pop up, actually. I mean, I, I don't remember all these films that are going to be on this list, but it might pop up. Um, We're both heavy reactions. Okay, cool. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby, that's uh, 82. 81 is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, yeah, this movie's not for me. <laughs> yes! You know, I'm like, you know... I'm, I'm an 80s baby. <laughs> I want to say when. Hey, 80s. Uh, hey, I'm an 80s baby too. We're both 80s babies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't say exactly when. <laughs> I'm definitely an 80s baby. Um, I mean, a lot of these 80s films that are classics like this don't, they don't mean anything to me. Like, I don't, I, I don't really get the appeal of Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Well, no, there's tons of these movies that are classics to me and I think we agree on a lot of them but there's just some of them like this well sure like Aliens yeah. and like Predator Terminator. yeah <laughs> Predator of course Predator yeah. but like these 80s movies you know that are meant for Actually, teenagers you know yet like young adults they don't they don't speak to me we talk we talk a lot about Predator Alien and uh, uh, Predator Terminator and Alien yeah that was, that was the Aliens rather that was, that was the three you just mentioned do you know what we don't talk enough about from the 80s and that, that sort of realm? Commando. Because Commando is a freaking blast. And I I just, I wanted yeah. to mention Commando. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were say, no, Arnold? <laughs> of course, yeah. You said you'd let me go. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Great one-liners. Yeah. Wasn't Commando supposed to be a, a Rambo sequel? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I could see it being a Rambo sequel. Now that you mention it, 
Yeah, I, I heard that. Maybe it's uh, maybe I'm getting mixed up with something else. And I, think, it may I, I thought Commando was a Rambo sequel. It came out in 85, so it may actually be the second film with I'll Be Back. Because obviously Terminator was the first. And I think Commando may actually be the second one to use it. Like the, 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 or to put it this way, the first one to say that's, You're a, right. that's a thing now. We definitely don't talk about Commando enough. We don't. <laughs> we do not. Can we put that on the ace? <laughs> I mean, he walks through that entire island full of bad guys and somehow n- never really gets hit that badly. I mean, that's kind of science fiction. <laughs> it's fiction. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And also, that little girl grew up to be Alyssa, Alyssa Milano, who is like drop dead gorgeous. I like so... the idea that we can stretch yeah. the scope of science fiction enough to include Commando and other films that maybe we want to include. Like I... Creed. I, I feel I feel like well, we just is Creed. I feel like we just established like an action movie spinoff that we do like once a month or something like that. Just you know, every so often we'll do an action, action episode. Slash war. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yes. Um. <laughs> if you want your daughter back, you have to do what we say. Wrong. Commando's <laughs> <laughs> so freaking good. All right, everybody, chill. <laughs> I love, I love when, because he's the, the, the love, in, well, she's not really a love interest per se, but like the, the woman who helps him, like, I love when she uses the rocket launcher, launcher but she fires it in the wrong direction. It's so good. Anyway, um, next up, that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I agree. I think it's overrated. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I like Breakfast Club more. Um, I know you're not super hot in that either, but um, out of those movies, I like it the most, but. No, those John Hughes movies just don't do anything for me. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. That's fair. This next one does. Number 80, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. You're right. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Uh, it was great. I love it. I'm glad that there's a Star Trek movie represented on here. I suspect this will be the last one, even though it's not my favorite. It's no, um, it's no Star Trek V. <laughs> oh, oh honestly i'd be rooting for star trek 4 because that's my favorite but yeah star trek 4 okay i i joke about star trek 5 being my favorite yeah. because i love william shatner and it's so shatner but but star trek 4 yeah is clearly my favorite and the best one there's something but, uh, on the i wing. love star trek 2 also yeah star trek 2 is, it's 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 a great follow-up to an episode that fans love you know it's after Star Star Trek the Motion Picture, which I think is an underrated movie, I know you do too. Yeah, oh, um, I love Motion Picture. My Motion Picture is one of the best movies. The Motion Picture is great, mm. and um, but Star Trek Two gave the fans what they wanted. You know, it gave them like a conclusion to a story for something that was familiar, uh, and a villain that was familiar. It was, uh, it gave them the submarine battle in the nebula that was really intense. Um, I, lo- and, uh, I love how yeah. this is slowly evolved into just full, full thoughts on each movie and not the quick rapid fire that it's supposed well, to be. I know. <laughs> Give one word, Tara. One word. Yes. You can't let me have one word on Star Trek II The Wrath of God. I know, I know. Right? I, just... I am the Star Trek Mile of Fuzz fan. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay, fine. I'll, I'll leave my piece. Uh, yeah, number 79. Okay. Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, this is another one of those embarrassing things where I have to admit that I've never seen it. That's fair. Uh, it's, it's very pretty, very pretty, and you know, big vistas. I know it, it inspired Spielberg, um, but I've never seen it. Number seventy-eight is The Breakfast Club. Eh. Yeah, I got your thoughts on that. <laughs> uh, number seventy-seven is Blue Velvet. Oh, interesting. This is another. Is it a Lynch movie? Yeah, it's Lynch. Yeah. yeah. 
with Laura Dern, your favorite. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She's in a lot of the new Renata. Twin, a lot of the new Twin Peaks as well. As Laura Dern. Just, just putting that out. She's a regular Lynch, oh, Lynch actor. Uh, number 76 is my favorite Sergio Leone Western, Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, it's a great it's a great movie. I agree. I think it's his lighter one too. Um one of his later movies, but uh Good Bad and the Ugly is so special. I, I like it more than Good Bad and the Ugly. Once Upon a Time in the West doesn't quite have the specialness that Good Bad and the Ugly well, has. I think it I, I I think it's more majestic than the Good to Bad Ugly, which I really like about it. But I think it's more I think it's more epic. Yeah. Like a lot of the, the, the cinematography is more epic. I don't think it quite has the like. Ennio like, Morricone score that the I, oh, uh, I love good the I love the music though, and then like the the entrance at the start, of the train station, then that shot, you know, the flashback to all the villains killing the the people in the farmhouse, and the way they all walk in their trench coats. Oh, it's a beautiful. It's kind movie. of Seven Samurai, isn't it? Um, a little bit, a little bit, okay, a little bit. Uh, Seventy-five, the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, because we, we but, also have this thing where I, I have to admit, I've never really been a huge Kevin Spacey fan. Sure. Well, that, yeah, but this movie, I always thought he was a bit over the top, and sometimes it suits his characters, and that's fine. But this movie has but both Kevin there are Spacey. Movies that suffer because of it now. Mm. But th- this movie has both Kevin Spacey and is directed by Brian Singer, both of whom have now <laughs> very decorated I, I just made that big speech past. about how i can still listen to michael yeah. jackson but then this bothers me still <laughs> um i'll be honest i was never a huge fan of this movie anyway like there's a lot of kevin space movies i like i love seven i love k-pax there's a couple of other things but um k-pax k-pax really? yeah yeah it's, it's kevin spacey and jeff bridges and... we'll watch on the east i'm sure oh that's right yeah it's actually it's, it's sort of an ambiguous sci-fi like it's like is it really science fiction or is it just a, a crazy man but um that counts i think <laughs> so yeah um eventually we'll run out of sci-fi movies it's not as prolific as horror films ah we'll keep finding them don't you worry we'll keep finding <laughs> them um but like i yeah i was never a big user suspects fan like the maybe it's because i didn't see it when it came out so that i mean i didn't know what the twist was but the twist didn't wow me like when the twist happened when i saw it i was like oh, okay believe it or not i wanted to see this movie so bad and my parents wouldn't let me take it wouldn't take me to see it so I, the internet was kind of new mm-hmm. and so i snuck my dad's laptop and i downloaded the script <laughs> and i read the entire script of the usual suspects and i used like the trailer of the movie that was posted online on like real player yes or quick time it was probably quick time to, like fill in the blanks of who everybody was How... so i've never actually watched the movie whoa <laughs> i have the movie in my head because i read it as a teenager that is, that is something else. I've never read a script for a movie that get made. I've read a couple of unused scripts that never t- became something. Uh, Ooh, like the original Alien 3 script. I haven't read that one. I read a, the Frank Miller's uh, Batman Year One script for like a Batman origin movie. Uh, that was a wild ride. Um, and I, I don't think Frank Miller, like he's a great comic book writer. I don't think he's a very good movie script writer. He's not even, he's not even a good comic book writer anymore. He's been he's been a bad comic book writer for a long time. Um, That's true. I tried reading that Batman... Um, Strikes Again? Dark Knight Strikes Again? 
The one he did uh, the same year that Grant Morrison did the Superman. Oh, All-Star um, Batman and Robin. All-Star. Yeah, the, the All-Star the, one the, with Frank Miller and Jim Lee. And it was just so boring. That, yeah. Every month I would go to like the comic book stand <laughs> and be like, really? They're still in the fucking you know, Batmobile? Like, where are we going already? You know, that one, A, never ended because it just sort of disappeared and got cancelled. Um and two so the story never ended there was never a conclusion to it and two is infamous because it came up with the the scene that everyone always makes fun of still to this day have you ever heard the phrase i'm the goddamn batman you ever heard anyone say that or joke about it yeah yeah it comes from that That's comic yeah because at one point uh robin I like still, i think i have the first like four that i yeah. purchased and i was just like why are we still in the batmobile robin questions it's in the batmobile this happens robin questions his authority i can't remember what exactly what he says and then Batman just says, like, are you, are you, like, stupid? Are you retarded? Don't you know who I am? I'm the goddamn Batman. Like, that is literally... I'm going to a... look this up, because I think I, I have all my comic books, and I think I think I have that yeah, issue that, still. That is a bubble that is in there. It's, you know, so... And apologies for use of the R word. I was just quoting directly, but, like, that is... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I said the F word, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not offensive to a specific... I think it's all I... <laughs> It's all gone. Just like a little bit. Yeah, you guys have no idea the outtakes between the the, the parts. You guys have no <laughs> idea. Uh, <laughs> Those will never be available to the public. No, no, they won't. They will not be. They will not be available to anyone. Um, shame. 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 <laughs> what, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so Five Minutes Sucks. And then the other script I read, uh, that never get made, was George A. Romero's script for a Resident Evil movie, which, as you can imagine, was much in my interest wheel. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the guy who did the, the Dead trilogy wrote a Resident Evil script. And for the record, it wasn't perfect, but it was much, much better than the Resident Evil movies that we got. So, you know, take that for we will. Um, anyway, that was uh, The Usual Suspects. Well, we went on a tangent with that one. Number 74. <laughs> but I will stall, so Tara gets back into her chair. Oh, oh she's, she's doing this live on there. Um, so number 74 is The Rocketeer. Um, This movie I don't think holds up as well as people think. I think the memory of The Rocketeer is a lot better than the actual film. Good music, though. I think the the memory of Jennifer Connelly at a certain age is maybe what holds this one up for most people. I have Captain Canuck. (laughs) You're such a stereotype. You're such a stereotype. Uh, Next next up, uh, number 73 is Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. I mean, yeah. I like the first Pirates quite a bit, actually. Oh, I guess. Not for me. Oh, hey, Cat. What do you think about Pirates? Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you just said it there, but are you a Caribbean or Caribbean person? Oh, um, it depends on how it's used in a sentence. Okay. Because <laughs> at Disneyland is the ride is the the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I, I, I interchange uh, David Bowie and Bowie like every time I say his name. Like some people are like dead set. That's the way they say it. I I switch like every single time. Um, next up, at number seventy two is a few good men. Oh. I mean, I'm always going to be supportive of Tom Cruise. He's my lover. <laughs> oh, look, I also have Archie versus Predator. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Of course I do. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, next up, number 71, Vertigo. Okay. Hitchcock? 
Hitchcock, it's not his cool. best. I, I, when I saw it last time, I saw it, I, I thought, oh, some, the 70s seems all right, though. Yeah, some pacing issues, but like, yeah, there's a good movie in the end. Uh, it's a very personal Hitchcock film, actually. So, so there's a lot of meta stuff in there about Hitch, how Hitchcock views women and how he always was trying to make the perfect woman in his eyes. Um, I never cared for this super suit. Uh, it's a bit skimpy, and her, her current costume is pretty cool. Um, in oh, the look. in the comics. Wolverine. Frank was, Miller Wolverine. That was Supergirl, by the way, for the audio listeners. You don't get to see the comics that Tara's holding up. I always um, like this cover. And Good. the classic Wolverine with his claws popped out. Uh, it's number 70. I'm trying to keep this somewhat on track. Uh, Barry Lyndon. Uh, I've never seen this movie, actually. Believe, I, mean, I love the Coen brothers, so... Believe it or not, Tara, I think this is the first one in the entire hundred so far that I have not seen. Oh, Yeah. Wait, seen... it's, no, no, it's not Coen Brothers. It's uh, Kubrick. Kubrick, Kubrick yeah. Me. I've never seen it. I didn't even notice you said that there. Yeah, yeah Kubrick. I did. I said Coen Brothers, which I've never seen their first movie either. But yeah, this is a Kubrick film I've never seen. Of... I think it's a war movie also. You're thinking of Barton Fink? Is that the film they did? No, I've seen that one. That, came... that one came after Fargo, okay. and it was about a, a guy who had writer's block after he had a huge success. <laughs> so it was very meta. Very meta, okay. Um, number 69. Good number. Hot. <laughs> we both made the exact same joke. Uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Whatever. This movie sucks. We'll, we'll wait to review it on the ace, but this movie is not very good. Yeah. Wait, wait. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes I watch it and I go, I just don't... I don't see what people see. Rock I'd love the sequel, though. Blade Runner 2049 is a masterpiece. I will say this. I, 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 it's just like, eh. Rutger Hauer is... Hello, Jim Lee. Batman <laughs> and Robin. I got it. I got it. Rutger Hauer is fantastic in it. And his speech, <laughs> his speech at the end in the rain is a really great movie scene. I just wish the rest of the movie yeah, lived up to that it. That was all improvised. Like, I know. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying. I wish the movie, movie lived up to that moment is what I'm saying. Anyway... These numbers so <laughs> Tara's went so off the rails here. Number sixty-eight is Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I like this song. We brought it up earlier. We did. Yeah. We brought I brought it up because I'm a drunken fool. Alright. Number sixty-seven is The Prestige. Oh yeah, another Nolan movie. Uh-huh. Alright. All right. Speaking of Nolan, I got a Batman comic from the 1940s. Whoa. Pretty cool. I think it's from the 40s. I knew you were older, but Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> what was World War II like, Tara? Um, so that's a prestigious <laughs> number. We had to board up all our windows 67. so that nobody would know where we lived. Number 66 Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Overrated. <laughs> I don't speak British. I'm not a big fan of like the um, Monty Python crew. I like more the. I love a fish called Wanda. Like that's a oh, hilarious fair. film. Tara, you're earning but, so uh, many points right now because I don't really like Monty Python that much, but I do like Fish Called I, Wanda I quite a bit. A, I think it's. I don't think it's very funny. Um, uh, if you want, if you want Golden John Cleese outside of Fish Called Wanda, Faulty Towers is where you go for it. Monty Python, eh, not for me, but. There you go. I've just upset like, all, all of our UK audience has just got so mad at me right there. Um, number 65 is Forrest Gump. Um, yeah, yeah. Forrest Gump's a very watchable movie. Mm-hmm. It's um, 
Yeah. But it's all right. It's, it's a movie that makes um, the generation before us feel pretty good about themselves, even though it's not, uh, they shouldn't. That's about it. That's, <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Number 64 is American Psycho. Uh, yeah, I know. I know I've brought this up before, but like American Psycho is a movie that I, I, I like when I saw it. And I kind of started to dislike it just because the kind of people who really liked the movie made me dislike the movie more. I, I like American Psycho quite a bit. Um, and I will remind the uh, the co-host that this is a quick fire. Uh, <laughs> although now at this point it doesn't matter. We've only got like, you know, 15 left. Um, <laughs> number well, 60... I'm the goddamn Batman. Number 63 is Memento. Okay, yeah, that's a good Nolan film. I like it a lot. I guess I should have expected Nolan to be all over this list. I'm sure he's going to be number one also. Hey, hey, you don't know that. You don't know that. I think I know that. You you, you think you know things. I think I know it. But you do not know, you do not know things. Number 62 is Moon. And this is fantastic. It's amazing. I love this movie. It's, a, it's, fan, it's phenomenal. <laughs> This, this, this is the movie that made me go, really, uh, Sam Rockwell should be a star. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. Clearly, he can hold his own. And, um, yeah, yeah, now he has an Oscar. It's a wonderful, Not for the right movie, but that's okay. Wonderful, wonderful film. And um, if you want a good Sam Rockwell movie, it's a nice, fun little time. And Anna Kendrick, watch Mr. Right. I enjoyed that immensely. Not as good as Moon, by any means. It's just a fun little romp. But um, it's got Sam Rockwell dancing in it. <laughs> And Sam Rockwell dancing is always good. Um, yeah, he dances in uh, Confessions of a Serial Killer or something like that. Danger- I can't remember. Oh, I said Dangerous Mind. Dangerous Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a good dancer. Number Crossy s- Verdant, which I haven't watched. Mm. Number 61, Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I mean, yeah, this movie's great. It should be way higher than whatever this number is. No fighting in the war room. There's no fighting in the world. Gentlemen, <laughs> please. <laughs> Number 60 is To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh. Great book. Great movie, too. I mean, Gregory Peck's so great. Hmm. Great, 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 great. Great. Excellent. Great. Number 59, Full Metal Jacket. <gasps> I love this movie. I'm glad that Kubrick's like entire filmography has made the top 100 nope well we haven't got to a few yet but like you know doesn't seem like we're going to get Path of Glory or The Killing or Lolita which I think are all maybe better than some of the ones that have come up but hey I mean that's yeah, you know, I've never seen Lolita it's good it, it's a movie that uh, the subject matter seemed uncomfortable so I've never well it kind it. it kind of is, it, it does a good job of keeping it kind of light and funny despite it but it also is poking at like a really problematic thing and does it with tact it's, it's, it's quite impressive for its time anyway uh, hey. number 58 One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest <laughs> yeah it's great yeah. I mean we get one of the best villains of all time with Nurse Ratchet yes um, who later goes on to the hit television series Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where she becomes um, Kai Wynn, who is a supervillain. Okay, okay. Great. Um, number 57, and this is maybe one where, if you want to say the fans are uh, stroking my ego a little bit, uh, Paris, Texas uh, didn't make it here. And I thank them because... Well, I've never watched it. I'm sure it's great. It's great. It's my number... What two favorite film of all time? Like it is, it is 
absolutely phenomenal. So I'm just going to look at that. I've never seen it. Um, but um, what am I going to say? That the actor's not great? Of course he's great. 56. Inglorious Bastards. That's a good one. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs> now we're 55. Ghostbusters. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, back, back to rapid fire then. Uh, 54. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I love the first 40, film, 40 minutes of the movie because <laughs> it's all D-Day and I love that scene. Yes. Um, that scene is life-changing. Mm-hmm. But after that ends the movie's kind of okay from there sappy sap 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 sappy saparu <laughs> number 53 gladiator well got some ridley scott i mean mm-hmm. uh yeah gladiator is not my favorite it tends to be a lot of people i meet's favorite film but um I like it a lot, but it, you know, it's I. I like it too. It's easy to watch, and it's got a great villain. But I mean, um, to be fair, I think sorry. you know the three Ridley Scott films that have popped up, which are Alien, Gladiator, and Blade Runner. Like, even though I don't love Blade Runner, I, it, those are definitely the three most well-known films that he's done. Those are definitely the three biggest. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, so that makes sense. Uh, number fifty-two is Batman Begins. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like this movie a lot. It really changed the game when it came to superhero films. It's like, oh, I didn't realize we could take Batman seriously again. Yeah, and that was a huge step. Yeah, absolutely. towards uh, the the franchises that we have now. You can hear me and Car talk about it at length. Uh, <laughs> um, number fifty one is Taxi Driver. Okay. Yeah, which is actually my favorite Scorsese film. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Over Wolf of Wall Street, that's my favorite. <laughs> I, I like Taxi Driver first, and then my second favorite is Hugo, which is a really oddball pick, but I love that movie. I've never seen it. Um, I think you'd like it. But I had a uh, French film professor who told me t- that it was her favorite movie. They watched it a lot in the class, but I never watched it. So it's on my list because I, I, I really. Uh, respect her opinion so if she really likes you good then i will watch it right so i mean that was quicker than the other entries but i mean it was still like 30 minutes for the quick fire uh new batch of 50 and i'm going to jump in here from the future see my voice and my lips don't match anymore because i'm recording this after the fact basically the quick fire uh sort of rundown from 50 to number two ended up being a bit of a shambles and did not really account for much so i'm just recording it after the fact and it'll just cut back in when i get to number one for the actual content part because the material from 50 to number two was kind of unusable so here we go number 50 was casablanca 49 was toy story 48 was old boy 47 reservoir dogs 46 diabolique 45 stand by me 44 return of the jedi 43 indiana jones and the last crusade 42 the incredibles 41 the goonies 40 clockwork orange 39 the terminator 38 lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring 37 jurassic park 36 drive 35 django unchained 34 kill bill 33 
The Thing. 32, Serenity. 31, 7. 30, The Matrix. 29, The Silence of the Lambs. 28, 12, Angry Men. 27, The Exorcist. 26, Halloween. 25, The Godfather, Part 2. 24, Jaws. 23, Goodfellas. 22, The Empire Strikes Back. 21, Mulholland Drive. 20, The Avengers. 19, Psycho. 18, The Godfather. 17, The Shining. 16, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. 15, (laughs) Seven Samurai. You see what I did there? 14, Apocalypse Now. 13, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. 12, Rear Window. 11, Die Hard. 10, Star Wars. 9, Aliens. 8, Alien. 7, Back to the Future. 6, 2001, A Space Odyssey. 5, Pulp Fiction. 4, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 3, Inception. 2, The Shawshank Redemption. And the moment we've all been waiting for. (laughs) Number 1. On the movies voted for by you guys for the top 100 films of all time. Number one is... The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Uh, I hate that they were that predictable for you. So predictable. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, guys. Come on. I guess the, the question is now... This guy? Yes. I mean, Dark Knight's a phenomenal film. It definitely be- belongs up high. I, I mean, does it belong at number one? You know, that's debatable. But it's one of those things where because so many people have it high up, that's why it ultimately wins. You know? So... It's a bit long. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, I guess the question is now is looking at the whole list and looking at this whole top fifty, top one hundred. Uh, how how do you, how do you feel about it as a whole? Do you think there's too many mistakes and wrong entries for it to be, you know, feel like a good like you know like if you if you were going to give a list of movies to someone for hey you should you know I've seen any movies before here's a list of the hundred movies you should more or less watch. Like is this something? I mean, there's you... definitely an array of style and uh, significance in the film industry that. This is definitely a good list of, yeah, hello aliens, mm-hmm. welcome to Earth, here, learn about our culture. Um, here's these 100 films. Not my personal 100 toys, definitely a different order for me. Um, Which is why we're going to do a Tower's Top 100 films at some point. At some point. And I can sit here After and, I've watched 100 movies. And I can sit here and, like, critique the entries <laughs> as we yeah. go. You'll be like, wait, no honorable mention for Serenity, at least. <laughs> and where is yes. Drive? Why are you so stuck up? Like Drive, woman. Why don't you understand about this? <laughs> uh, sorry, if there's a Ryan Gosling film on my list of 100 movies, it's going to be The Nice Guys. Not I, can, Drive. I, I can't fault that. Nice Guys is a great movie. Um, great movie. Not quite a great movie. Uh, so there you go. That's been the top 100. That is the top 100 movies voted for by you guys. Uh, I'll reiterate that we're doing a horror version of this top 50. Uh, so send in your list to mftbquestions at gmail.com uh, before the 20th of October. That is the deadline. So 
Yeah. Um, so we got to the end of this this shambles. Um, we did it. There's at least one part I know I'm going to edit edit out and just record a version of on my own. Um, but <laughs> oh. what is that? Let's just say the quick fire of the the, the recapping of like fifty through number two was a little bit. We are just like mundane. Yeah. yeah, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. It was a bad idea. I'm just going to quickly do a a recording of you know saying those names and then I'll just cut back into me being like, hey, and the more I've been waiting for, like that's all the easy peasy, easy peasy. I do think it's funny though that the quick fire of 100 through 51 uh, was not as quick as I had envisioned it in my in my head, <laughs> uh, especially once Tara started looking through comic books halfway through. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to find it on the goddamn Batman and I couldn't find it. Oh, I can look up what issue it was if you want a minute. I have uh, the first five issues. I think it's in the first five. It feels like that's about right. Um, but regardless, um, that does bring an end to this 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 wrap up, this results show, this countdown. Uh, you can let us know what you think of all the results in the comments. Reveal your own lists, on so on and so on. Uh, you can support everything we do, of course, by going where Tara. Where can they go? Oh, you can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And donating as little as a dollar per month gets you all the outtakes, which is usually me just rambling for um, on and on about a subject that doesn't matter. And then Peter will cut it out and make it a bonus for mm-hmm. Patreon only. So yes. enjoy. You also get early access to some things at the $5 tier, as well as voting rights. You get bonus episodes in the $1 tier of various shows, including the Ace or Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, as well as Screams After Midnight or Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, so go and have a look. Helps keep all the content coming. Uh, otherwise, you know, like, subscribe, all the usual things. Uh, ding the bell so you always get the notifications on YouTube. Um, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening I'm not looking forward to editing this one uh, but that is what I'm us. sorry I'm sorry I decided to look for the comics I'm just so drunk thank, thank, it's okay Tara's fine we're perfectly entertaining I want to thank Tara actually at the end of this show I want to thank Tara for agreeing to be on this because this was not really assigned to anyone I just said hey Tara do you want to do this and she said yes so uh, here she is you're welcome so she gets some props. That was your first mistake. <laughs> nah, the first mistake was I start a YouTube channel. That was the first mistake. Um, mm-hmm. But that is... Uh, Look at you now. That is us. Six and a half thousand subscribers later. I know. I know. Getting there. Getting to 10,000. We're getting there. That is us, though. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have... Diplomatic immunity!